the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Here we are at Hour 3. It's Backbone Radio on the day before Halloween 2022. It's October 30th, 2022. Sunday, 4 to 7 is when Backbone Radio rolls. The podcast is always out there, and by gosh, it gets so much attention, even from all 50 states, and I think we're up to 59. I'm looking for that 60th country. 59 countries have listened to the Backbone Radio podcast. That's pretty sweet. That's just in the last, what, year and a half? It's got to be a lot more than that if you add, like, the last decade or so of Backbone Radio live action packing a punch every Sunday night. So many texts to studio about uh, Caller David from San Francisco. And I thought, hey, if a constituent of Nancy Pelosi wants to call in, we better be talking. And I have, yes, talked to David before. And um, I always get accused of all kinds of unspeakable things <laughs> by David. But it's good to chat to Pelosi constituents from time to time and just sort of hear what's going on out there on the left coast, if you know what I mean. And uh, anyway, just all in good fun. And, you know, we like to we like to debate. We like to have conversations, uh, agree, disagree, whatever. And we try to, you know, see if there's any logic that can prevail even out San Francisco way. And by the way, I also am getting all these pictures in the text to studio format of underwear and hammers. What's going on with that? Underwear and hammers getting sent to me. Something about uh, the Pelosi scenario, like hammers and underwear. Yeah, that's, I guess, uh, that's what people are sending me tonight. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm I'm not trying. I'm trying. Yeah. Anyway, I stand. I Should I do a Fetterman impersonation here right now? Anyway, uh, thank you for all of the feedback and the commentary there. Um. By the way, I wanted to mention that my good buddy Randy Corporan, you listen to his show on Saturdays right here. He just went to Mar-a-Lago. He had a little trip out there and had a little chat with Donald Trump, and he and I were able to chat about it a little bit. And sometime I might like to uh, get a little bit more from Randy Corporan about his trip out to Mar-a-Lago. Beautiful, beautiful place. Wow. Anyway, big kudos Make sure you're checking out Randy Corcoran's radio program on Saturdays and his Twitter platform, which is excellent as well. And I'm going to be getting into some free bird Twitter action. We must celebrate because Elon Musk came through. He got Twitter purchased, and it's glorious. I'm going to be playing some music. I don't know. Are there any? Elon's first tweet was, the bird is freed after he purchased successfully Twitter after he brought it home and fired the staff, <laughs> fired the top execs. Boom, brought in the catapult first thing. They were out the door. 
Love it, uh, but I don't know. Do you think the Freebird song might work here in a little bit? I'll I'll see what I can do. Maybe the Surfing Bird. I, we've got we've got bird themed music, which we can work into our segments. But yeah, and also this diesel shortage, energy problems in Biden's World Economic Forum, Build Back Better World. Oh my gosh, folks! It's like serious business. People can starve. People can die. By the million, when you have serious energy shortages going on, brought on by the green energy globalists. Let's look at some of the latest on all of that. But let's say hello. I think another David is calling in from Denver, and I think this is not David in San Francisco. Would would listeners want to hear more from David in San Fran, the Pelosi constituent, or should we talk to David in Denver? Uh, David, are you in Denver or are you in San Francisco? Welcome to the program. By the way, well, howdy, Matt. No, I told Blake there. I said I was in Denver, uh, but I wanted to say that other fellow from uh, at least maybe he's a fellow, maybe he isn't. But uh, he he kind of uh, is one of those fruits and nuts from California that epitomizes exactly what's wrong with that state and why we're so messed up as a country. And he had no business just calling you out, calling you a liar about some. Oh, I, I, I know it. And, you know, I don't know if there is such a thing as what Rush Limbaugh called seminar callers, you know. And just so you know, I'm totally on to that, totally on to that. Nothing gets by me. But, you know, we like to have some, you know, conversations in spite yeah. of it all, right? So. You'd, like talking, you'd like talking with fruitcakes, huh? Uh, well, talking with Pelosi constituents is... Uh, Same difference. <laughs> well, <laughs> Without a distinction. Boy, it's a weird yeah, Well, one. I'm not... Hey, I'm not here to knock that guy. I wanted, I want a couple things for you. First of all, I, I, I wanted to ask you, where in the world is your wife buying fifteen dollar a pound butter? Eleven. Because it was it was eleven dollars, eleven to twelve dollars, and I don't I know what my, grocery store she was in, but um, like that, I, I get mine on sale for like two fifty and freeze it. Still, um, have you been there lately? Because butter is up to six twenty nine a pound right now. And we don't buy, like, fancy butter at our household. No. We just buy a working-class average butter. And, um, you know, uh, we have to buy quite a lot of food with all of our kids, you know. So we're, like, always at the grocery store getting stuff. And well, apparently yeah, butter caught my wife's attention in a big way in Biden's America. It's bad. Groceries, gas, go down the list. That's what's on voters' minds, David. But, oh, um, no, I, I, I know it's bad. I maybe was, I, I was just... Maybe I need to find some way to get like discount butter, like cheap butter. Uh, if, if well, it... I, I, you know, I'm mad. I well, I'm sorry about the cell phone. I I keep interrupting. Go ahead. No, no, I just am. Uh, I'm the one interrupting, David. Um, but you had a a thought. I don't know Heidi Ganahl related, Tulsi Gabbard related. According yeah, to our, now, yeah, what's going on? Well, you know, I haven't heard. I, I've heard a lot about Joe o, O'Day's campaign being um, competitive and. And all of that, but I I haven't heard a whole heck of a lot about Heidi Ganahl lately and how she's doing. And I was also wondering because I see that Tulsi Gabbard is going around the country campaigning for Republican candidates, whether or not that that was a possibility for the Ganahl campaign. You know what? I do believe I saw that Tulsi Gabbard endorsed Heidi Ganahl. Um, I believe I saw that. Um, but uh, I will try to confirm that here in a matter of seconds. Um, yeah, do you, you think Tulsi come out here and uh, speak a few words on her behalf? 
um, that we sh- we- that see now if Liz Cheney goes and speaks against Carrie Lake in Arizona, that only helps Carrie Lake. But if Tulsi Gabbard comes to Colorado um, and endorses Heidi Ganahl, then uh, then that helps Heidi Ganahl. And uh, again. I, I think very highly of Heidi Ganahl. Um She she is a, a very strong candidate and a very very running a very good campaign. But I guess I'm like you. I guess I haven't seen a whole lot of uh, special information about how how things are looking and how things are going. And uh, see, a governor's race is different than like the national impact races, like for the Senate. And um, right. you know, I, I I do think that Joe O'Day has made uh, some significant missteps lately that have really played up into a lot of news and a lot of conversation and a lot of, you know, not easy uh, moments for, uh, you know, Republican voters that want to put this country first and uh, like, uh, you know, inspired to make America great again. It's not an easy no, one, right? Yeah, I hear you. I, I, I'm a, I'll vote for him. I'll be holding my nose while I do it. But uh, it's, uh, he's, he's got it. Anything is better than Bennett. But, uh, I sure heck is I sure as heck hope uh, Heidi pushes that um, uh, that yeah that guy that guy uh, pull us out yeah um, and uh, on the merits and if you look at again all of the different issues about how Colorado's going in the wrong direction Heidi Heidi Ganahl should be the next governor of this state that's that that's what this state needs. Um, people say that Polis is you know somewhat secure, but I, I I sense that Polis is nervous. I think that he's sweating. And I think we have a good, strong challenge. And I watched the debates, and Heidi Ganahl scored major points against Polis um, in at least the one particular debate I'm thinking of. Um, she was very good, did a very good job. So I, I am certainly pulling for Heidi Ganahl here, and I want to see that come together, just like you, David. Well, same here, Matt. And, um, yeah, uh, Polis has got to go. I mean, but I'm I'm afraid that all the low-information voters have moved from California to uh Colorado. Yeah, well, there's been some of that for sure, but ideally the Californians would come here and try to make it not California, right? But uh, I don't know if it works that way. But David, thank you, sir. All the best. Yeah, coming on back with Astrid of Norway, the song Emotion, which pretty good vibes on that one. Yeah, I'm still getting the um, pictures of hammers and underwear, text the studio. I don't know. Does that have something to do with the uh, Pelosi situation? Yeah. So um, just, you know, weird stuff, weird stuff out there in San Francisco going on. And I don't think the mainstream media is going to be able to get away with that narrative they're trying to sell and push with nine days, nine days out. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the Texas studio are coming in. And uh, thank you for those. And by the way, Moe's Books is still going strong in Berkeley. That's good. That's a great bookstore in Berkeley, if you ever happen to get out that way. Actually, I happened to be in Berkeley when Moe passed away. The original owner, Moe, passed away. I remember that. Um, Whenever that would have been, I was passing through. At any rate, we, uh, we, I'm going to go to the phone lines. We've got, uh, hang on, hang right on. I just have to start one little thing because, uh, yeah, Elon, Elon Musk, Elon Musk bought Twitter. Let's let that play under me a little bit. And his his first tweet was that the bird is freed. The bird is now freed. That's what Elon said. And the bird means Twitter, right? Twitter tweets. 
you go to the Twitter website, like a picture of the little bird. And so I, I thought, heck, man, I might have to play some free bird tonight because, as we know, Twitter has been an absolute wasteland run by Bolsheviks who, in coordination with Democrat apparatchiks in the government, have worked to censor and ban and permaban and suspend voices that get too big and powerful and they don't want to have out there. Yeah. Donald Trump, being one of them, just got permabanned from Twitter. Remember all that? Yeah, I think you do one of the most egregious things that has ever happened in this republic. Interestingly, the two people on top of Twitter, the ones that uh, are the most aggressive opponents of the First Amendment, are two people from India, born in India. It's one of those things... is the like, uh, what's his name? Pagrawal, Parag Agrawal, and um, Vijaya Gadi. Vijaya Gadi is the chief uh, legal counsel for Twitter. Just has since been fired, as has Parag Agrawal. But they, you know, people come to this country from India. They don't seem to like respect the First Amendment in this particular case. And I, what's going on with that? You know, shutting down the Babylon Bee. Shutting down libs of TikTok constantly off and on. Applying the algorithmic ratio to try to make sure that any tweets like from a Backbone Radio don't reach a wider audience because I'm probably not on the approved list. You know how it goes. But we've got the free bird. We've got the free bird. I'm going to be bringing more. It's like a 13-minute song. I won't play all 13 minutes. But we're going to do some more free bird because this is a great moment to have the prospect of free speech approach the Twitter platform, which is the main platform that Donald Trump used to communicate with his constituents, and which is the, it's like the town square. And Elon Musk wants a viable town square that people can trust, and it will be a, ideally a, an unbiased place where left, right, and center can, can voice their opinions and let the chips fall where they may. More on this in a minute. The deep state doesn't want that. The left doesn't want that. They're freaking out. They're upset. Oh, and... Elon's fired a bunch of them already. <laughs> it's like free bird time. Let's say hello to John. John, thank you for checking in from Denver. How are you doing this evening? Oh, doing pretty good. How are you? Doing well. Okay. The question I had was, and this is reaction to the, your talk with the, the man from San Francisco, is this, I've heard it before, that uh, Donald Trump was some kind of a tyrant or something like that, and I saw no evidence of this myself, and... I just wondered, what are they talking about? Right. It was always the left-wing meme that Trump was the tyrant and Trump was going to get us into a war and all of that. It was all propaganda, along with the Russia, Russia, Putin won the election for Trump. We've had years of it. It It's all propaganda. All of it just cast it aside. Um, That's how they operate. Trump the tyrant? Oh, really? Trump the tyrant got himself suspended from Twitter? Trump the tyrant had... The CIA and the FBI and the deep state and the bureaucrats, the unelected tyrants that actually run this country after him for all those years. Of course, it is the opposite. The real tyranny in this country is from the unelected bureaucrats, the administrative state in the deep state and on the powers that be on the left, which help control that whole racket. So it's an inversion. And of course, remember that back in 2016? Trump's going to get us into a world war. Trump's going to get us into a war. And Trump brought peace. He should have the Nobel Peace Prize, three or four of them, for his peaceful reign. 
Biden shows up, the first thing he does is get us into this war situation with Ukraine and Russia, right? Yeah. yeah. Very clear, yeah. 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 But there's too many people, even commentators, that have not quite grasped that that was all propaganda, all of it. If you want peace, the only person who can bring that is the one who is outside of the establishment, who does not is not controlled by the military-industrial complex, and there's only one of those. We have a very unique opportunity with Trump out there existing, maybe running again in 2024, a unique opportunity to throw off the deep state, the administrative state, the unelected bureaucrats, and so forth, the military-industrial complex, which is why I would say I, I would like to see him run again. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one okay. else can do it. Right. Thanks, Matt. Well, right on, John. And you, yeah, you're, I'm glad your, your antennae went up when you heard that reference from the Pelosi constituent in San Francisco. And by the way, remember that Megyn Kelly says that if DeSantis tries to run against Trump, he has no hope, zero chance, forget about it, not going to happen. Very definitive on that. That's reality. And there's a lot of people in Colorado, even commentators, that need to hear and understand that reality. Even Carl Rove needs to hear it. Liz Cheney needs to hear it. Let's say hello to Jim in Littleton. Hello, Jim. Welcome. How are you doing, Matt? Doing well. Thanks for being here. You know, I'm unaffiliated, but I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in a pickle because I probably would vote. I'm more conservative-leaning. But, uh, you know, you got Joe O'Day, and I'm trying to understand what part of his platform is conservative. He's pro-abortion. He's pro-immigration, uh, illegal immigration. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to see where, where, where does he fit under the Republican platform at all? You're trying to see that, huh? And he hates Trump, and he hates Trump. He would actually campaign against Trump? Actively where, where campaign against the- Trump. Yeah, Joe O'Day's brainstorm to say that to CNN. I would rather have a candidate for Senate who knows how to handle the vipers at CNN and knows how to respect, you know, the broad base of the uh, of, of the Republican Party. But, you know, we don't have that right now. My sense is, is that uh, most folks, Republicans, conservatives, America firsters, are going to hold their nose and vote for Joe O'Day. But I also sense that there's going to be some who who maybe won't. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll I, see I, how I it probably plays. probably will, but. But I don't see where he fits even under the Republican platform at all. Yeah, I guess that's for O'Day to explain to you, you know, and maybe it's his (laughs) job to get that explained and make that clear. Again, we're supposed to vote for the Republican because that's who won the primary. But Mitch McConnell is not helping the Republican who won the primary in Pennsylvania, you know, for the governorship. He's not helping, I mean, uh, he's not helping Bullduck in New Hampshire. He's not helping Chewbacca in Alaska. He's not helping Blake Masters, who won the primary in Arizona. I just worry that sometimes there's only a one-way street, that the establishment only supports establishment candidates and then tells the MAGA Republican America First voters that they have to vote for the Republican, whoever it is. You see what I'm saying, Jim, well, when I say that? I, I, I see exactly what you're saying. Good. I tell you this. I'm glad you do. I don't want to... I, I don't want to ever see another Bush, another Romney ever run for president. I will not vote for them. Would, would you vote for Liz Cheney, though, Jim? Wouldn't you vote for Liz Cheney? She's, she said she's going to... Who is 
She says she's going to run. She loses by 38 points. And she's, no, no, I'm running for president. Okay, good luck, Liz Cheney. I think she should she, she would run as a congressperson in California. She probably could get le- elected there. As a Democrat, yeah. But, hey, Jim, thank Absolutely. you. You're asking the good questions. Coming back with a Goo Goo Dolls song called Yeah, I Like You. And that's one of the ones I've just brought in. Good job, Blake, grabbing that one. I called an audible on that one. Did a bunch of that today between out there running the 5K, two soccer games. A lot of phone calls to Mr. Blake today organizing, structuring our audio format for this program. Did a pretty respectable 5K, by the way, pushing the baby stroller. Not too, not too shabby. But anyway, I was in the weight room one night, pumping iron, becoming a bit of a habit. I highly recommend it. And this song came on the gym loudspeaker, and I was like, I don't know that song, but I like it. That's a good song. Cool tune. And so I, what I do is I start memorizing certain lyrics from a tune. I don't have that Shazam app. So I memorize the lyrics, and then I search it on Google. And I usually have to go through six, eight, ten songs before I find the one I'm looking for. And then I finally found it and brought it in here. Anyway, welcome back to the ranch here. And yes, I did have a musical request. We're celebrating Freebird Twitter. Oh, yeah. And all the left is Taylor Lorenz said, oh, it's a hellscape. A hellscape is unleashed on Twitter ever since. Ever since Elon has purchased Twitter. Yeah. (laughs) You know. And uh, let's just, let's hear Tucker Carlson say this one. Washington Post reporters are also panicked that free speech might be back on Twitter. Taylor Lorenz, one of their most famous and thoroughly ridiculous reporters, had a particularly rough night. Quote, it's like the gates of hell opened on the site tonight, she wrote. <laughs> the gates of hell. People in the media, you may have noticed, spend their entire lives online. No, the gates of hell open when we run out of diesel fuel and the airlines don't work and people freeze to death. The gates of hell don't open when people get to say what they want on social media. Exactamundo. Yeah. It has been such, such a wasteland has Twitter been. A grievous wasteland of left-wing narrative control, viciousness, censoring people, banning people, ruining people's lives, running an algorithm on accounts of conservative viewpoints and the, the egregious black mark that shall live in infamy banning Donald Trump from Twitter. and But you see, the right never wants to ban anyone else's speech or anyone else's free speech, but the left wants to ban the right from free That's like their passion. Why do they wake up with them? They want to ban you. They want to censor you. They want to shut you down. That's their passion in life, their raison d'etre. It's what motivates them to exist on this planet. But we just want to have free speech. A fair shot, yeah. As the popular account Comfortably Smug put it, quote, we're celebrating because we're free to say what we want. That's what they took from us, and that's why they're terrified now. Exactly. So the people who've always been able to say whatever they want are upset, not because their right to speech is under threat, because you now have the right to speech. And they hate that. They do. Fair fight. 
they hate that. And the deep state hates that. The power brokers hate that. The oligarchs hate that. They want you shut up, silent, sitting in the dark, isolated, disconnected. And yes, make no mistake, that's what the rhinos want. That's how come the rhino Republicans have never stood up to all this censorship and the tech tyrants you have seen on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and Google. That's, they, they want us heartlanders, MAGA people, in the dark. That's what they want. Elon Musk fighting apartheid on Twitter, the South African has done more for the cause of free speech than anyone else in decades. God bless this man. God bless this man. You remember I did that whole thing on Elon's interview with the Babylon Bee earlier this year, and then when Twitter banned the Babylon Bee after that Elon Musk interview, that was when Elon got upset that they banned Babylon Bee and said, I'm going to buy Twitter. And then finally he got the job. I'm a little amazed he actually got because the deep state does not want this. And what are they going to do next to stop, block, and thwart free speech in this country? This story is not over. However it plays, all kudos to Elon. Oh, and even right before a midterm election. That's going to be interesting. Anyway, the musical request, okay? Uh, you know the, the bird is the word, right? Uh, the bird, free bird, Twitter. I've been playing this song around the house because I'm so excited about Elon getting Twitter. And my little kids think this is like the greatest song, the biggest work of genius ever recorded by humans on this planet. And it's by the Trash Men, and you know the song. Let's hit it, man. You know what the word is. The bird is the word. Love this song. Is this not genius? Free bird Twitter. We're surfing. Hit the drum. Drum roll, please. Oh, you gotta love it. We're celebrating. The prospect of free speech in this country. The bird is free. Glory be. Glory be. Here we go. Listen closely. Oh yeah. Everyone's dancing by now, right? Everyone's up. Everyone's surfing to the surfing bird. Everyone's going, right? Bend those knees, move those knees, shake those hips. Oh yeah, glory. We're loving it. Good job, Elon Musk. Right in the face of the deep state, the administrative state, the unelected bureaucrats, the censors, the corrupt FBI, which needs to be dismantled. The bird is freed. <laughs> We've never done this before. 
We've never had a surfing bird interlude like that before, but that's because Elon Musk has never purchased Twitter before. And one thing I have to say, and oh, by the way, thanks for all the groove and text to studio. We're, we're rocking out to the surfing bird. My, uh, my son said that one little part where he like inhales and exhales in the middle of the, <laughs> of the song, my son's like, how does he do that? He, the kid's like rapt attention on this surfer tune from the 50s. And I just wanted to play it one more time, just just for my son's sake. You know, you, this is like the best part. This is the best part of a song ever recorded in humanity. How does he do this? How, how was that even done? And Blake, let's start to drop it. I can't play Serpent Bird the whole segment. <laughs> but that is like major vocal control. And I'm somebody, you know, who does a lot of radio talking and think about vocal control a lot. And there's like some reverse way he was pumping air in and out there, flipping that uvula, the uvula back and forth. And it's just genius. That's just the word. The, the trash man is genius, and the bird is freed. Oh, let's have some free speech. Well, it's just such a liberating feeling to step out of a wasteland, to, to kick down the doors to the gulag. We shall see what happens. But don't you feel like you're Sultanites and you've been in the gulag for all these years? You've been freezing. You've been eating broth without any nutrients in it for all these years. And then suddenly, some Elon Musk shows up, kicks down the doors to the gulag, and it's like, you are surfing. You're doing the surfing bird thing, you know? And Actually, go ahead and bring that back up, if you would. Bring, bring up the, hey, Blake, you back there? Bring up some volume for us. Bring up some volume for us. And um, I guess I've talked too long to, um, to talk to our callers. If, if you'd be so kind as to hang on. I was just partying, surfing, burden. Everybody hang on, hang on. And we will come around and let's let's go out to a little a little more free bird. This is our outro, Blake. Let's go out with this one. Leonard Skinner. Oh yeah, bring those guitars on. Southern rock. I can't change. Free bird, yeah. That's a little number called House of Gold. Mike Ness bringing us in. That actually is a sacred song channeling Hank Williams' senior tune. But I'm actually going to save my sacred number for the end of this segment in honor of, uh, and let's go ahead and drop it. Let's go in honor of uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. Uh, Jerry Lee Lewis passed away this week at the age of 87. Coming over, baby. Going on 
who's born. Yes, I said, come on over, baby. Baby, you can't go wrong. Stop singing, Matt. We ain't faking. The bird is free, yeah. Anyway, Jerry Lee Lewis. Not the most wholesome individual who ever uh, played music, but he we lost him at age 87. The Killer. I did a whole thing on him on Friday, Jerry Lee Lewis. If you ever want to check out the podcast, I played some Jerry Lee Lewis tunes when I was filling in for a tub show. That's out there in the podcast. And we'll do another. Uh, we'll do another. Actually, should well, I, I could press all these buttons and play more Jerry Lee, but we've got to say hello to everybody. We've got to keep it tight tonight. As we're in a musical celebratory kind of mood, even though our prayers to the family of Jerry Lee Lewis, one of the icons, one of the legends, his song Great Balls of Fire was just in that Top Gun movie, and the kids love it. My kids love it. They're like, ah, oh. then I played them the original, not just the Top Gun version, and they thought the original is actually better from Jerry Lee, from the killer. Let's say hello. Let's go in order here, and uh, we got to be fast. Brad, Brad in Lakewood, welcome. How are you, sir? Oh, pretty good. I got Joe Day's voting record here from a citizen steward voting election guide. Joe Day opposes late-term abortion and government funding a planned abortion. He opposes government lockdown churches. He supports school choice. He opposes vaccine mandates. He supports the Second Amendment. He supports drilling for oil and gas. He opposes higher taxes and fees. He supports voter ID law, and he supports parents' rights in education and health care uh, yeah, he's made a few miscues, but he doesn't sound like he's too much of rhino to me. Yeah, and where is this exactly from? It's not a voting record because he's never been a politician. He's never cast a vote. But oh, where it's is a, it's a questionnaire from a a pamphlet got citizen citizen stewardship. Okay, well, just so you know, these questionnaires candidates will fill those out, and uh, you know, sometimes they mean something, sometimes they don't. Not to be skeptical, but uh, we don't know what we're going to get with Joe O'Day. Some people say he was even. Not a registered Republican before he uh, came into the race, but uh, but Brad, just so I know, I mean you are a, you are a conservative. I respect your opinion, large, big time. But you're you're voting O'Day in spite of it all. Well, basically yes, because we need that out of control the committees. Because if we had one less Republican in the Senate right now, even if it was a Rhino like Collins or Murkowski or Romney, and they had a Democrat in there, the Democrats would have got 100 percent of what they want. So even as uh, worthless as Collins and Murkowski are, that are that there are allowed us to prevent major damage. There you go. And Brad, I say thank you for that. My sense is most Republicans are falling down on those lines and gonna gonna do it, even if they don't like it. But I will say this: I don't think we need O'Day in the Senate because I think we're gonna get fifty-two, fifty-three, fifty-four without O'Day. So I don't know if those points will quite hold up. But who knows what's gonna happen? Anyway, Brad, I'd keep going if I could. Thank you, sir. Very, very good. Let's say hello to uh, another David in Thornton. Thornton, David. Welcome. Thank you for taking my call. I I say Elon Musk got the canary out of the coal mine. Yeah? And and uh, The bird I is the word, that, man. Yeah, but I, I also say that I think Paul Pelosi... Had his gun taken away from him. That's why uh, that guy could take a hammer to a gunfight that wasn't there. Um, I assume you're make, cracking a joke there, but I mean, uh, who knows what was going on? Uh, I, I'm still getting pictures of underwear and hammers being sent to the studio here. But uh, anyway, well, Cal- well, I think in California, if you 
get caught with a felony, which he did for drunken driving and that, they take your gun away. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying with that. And in the interest of time, by the way, David, I, I hear you call into this station uh, fairly often, and I always just want, I want to say I respect your viewpoint, I respect what you have to say, I think you're very darned articulate. In the interest of time tonight, call in sooner if you can in the future, but uh, are you pro or con on O'Day for Senate? Well, I, I, let's put it this way. I'm anti-Bennett. You're anti-Bennett. So when it comes down to it, will you vote O'Day? Or you don't have to say, I guess, but if you feel comfortable, you can say. Yeah, I'll vote for him because I'm anti-Bennett. It's not so much that I'm pro-O'Day as I am anti-Bennett. Right. And that's my sense of where most folks are coming down on this one. But uh, I don't know. I'm still working through it. Got to admit it. But I'm sitting back watching the establishment show us how to do it, even though Mitch and the establishment won't support Blake Masters, Republican nominee in Arizona, Don Bolduck in New Hampshire, or Kelly Shabaka, the America Firster in Alaska. But anyway, thank you, David. Let's talk more soon. And uh, briefly with Peter in Denver. Glad you are here, sir. Welcome. Hey, Doc. Good talking to you. I have a couple of things really quick. I saw, I don't know if you talked about it already. Did you see uh, Musk walking around with the kitchen sink? Yeah. And if you did, do you know what that means? I know your parents would know what that means. Let that sink in. He's doing a play on a common refrain that people use on Twitter is that they'll make a point and then they'll say, let that sink in. And so he was carrying the sink into uh, Twitter. But uh, uh, does it have another yeah. subtext reference that. Yeah, back like in the older days, like you said, I, I'm sure your parents would know. There was a phrase, well, I'm throwing out everything, including the kitchen sink. <laughs> yeah. And Elon has fired yeah, the top brass. And so he won't have right, to pay them exactly. extra compensation because he fired them for cause, by the way, which means yeah, that they don't I get any more millions from hit their dismissal, which is cool. Well, that sounds. I think, I don't know, I don't know what that sounds. He fired the Bolsheviks. He fired the people that just relish censoring anybody that they don't like who isn't sufficiently left-wing crazy Bolshevik, and I love to see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just saw quickly a video of the San Francisco police chief. Have you seen that short video? Uh, No. What happened? He said the police were called, and they went there, and Pelosi and this other guy were both holding hammers, and they took the hammer away. The one guy took the hammer away from Pelosi and hit him, and they were both taken to the hospital. I just thought this was like a minute and a half clip. Yeah, I think that's where the, the hammers and underwear thing got, got going. And I'll tell you what, Peter, yeah, I'd, I'd keep going if I could. Who knows what to make of this Paul Pelosi weirdness, yeah, so. but uh, it's certainly not what the mainstream media is trying to propagandize. But, Peter, no, not gonna make any- all the best yeah, to you. You stay groovy. Let's be talking soon. And I'll tell you what, we're saying a little good night to Jerry Lee Lewis. This is our outro. This is our outro, Blake. Jerry Lee Lewis singing The Old Rugged Cross, R.I.P. On a hill far away. At the age of 87. Rugged Cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. Born in 1935 in Louisiana, Jerry Lee Lewis. Again, musical legend, strings after strings of number one hits in his career. Came up with Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash, Chuck Berry. 
Carl Lewis, or Carl Perkins, I should say. I will cling to the old rugged cross. My favorite all-time version of the old rugged cross is this one by Gerald Lee. Oh, that old rugged cross so despised by the world has a wondrous attraction for me. Jerry Lewis has laid his trophies down. Heading to that glory above, Jerry Lee. He almost became a Pentecostal Pat's pastor, but decided to become a rock and roller instead. Great show tonight. Thank you, Blake, for the extra effort. R.I.P. Jerry Lee. Matt Dunn, signing out tonight. Yes, he'll call me someday. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.